Hello and welcome to BakaCast, episode 398. I am your host, Dustin, and with me today is Larry. <sighs> and Ben. Yo. We're recording a little later this time, so I'm not sure why I'm not as tired as Larry is, but I, know, oh, I guess I'm getting my second that, wind. That is that is my summary of this week's anime. <laughs> oh, I see. Yes. Uh, in any case, you can find show notes at www.projectharuhi.net uh, or audioentropy.com. Uh, Aaron is technically listening in on this episode is, is the, and is in the Discord, but as usual, refuses to record. So if you hear me get distracted by something, it's probably Aaron trolling me. You uh, can guarantee on that. Yeah. Um... Speaking of people who are too smart for their own good, let's go ahead and start with Dr. Stone, episodes 23 and 24. Yep. Yeah, it looks like, uh, looks like they're gonna... <laughs> I'm finally getting what I want at the very end of the season. <laughs> uh, granted, I... I did like, uh parts of episode 23 particularly when it was up to chrome to figure out like what to say into their new they call it a cell phone but it's really just a elaborate telephone um so he has to have his alexander graham bell moment where it's like oh what's the first thing you're gonna say and uh the princess like the the princess is on the other line and everyone's like, Chrome, you got it. You got to say something romantic, dude. And he's like, all right, all right, I got it. This, this cell phone is rad, huh? Everyone's like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Chrome is such a dork and I love him. He's good. Um, Princess phone, sure. Yeah, there's, he's very much like Senku in that he, Chrome's more of, like, a doofus about it, but neither he nor Senku, like, have any idea how to, like, um, they have, they have no sense for, like, emotional, emotional dramatics, let's say. Well, I also like the bit where, uh, where they, they sort of bond with Kaseki, the craftsman. Oh, yeah. I'm, where, where he's like, well, I'm... I'm I'm an old dude. Why would you want to hang out with me? And they're like, "Well, who cares if you're old? You're cool." Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Larry. You're cool too. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I'm gonna stick up for the old dude, old dude every time, mostly. Yeah. Do Do you have muscles? Do you have muscles that have grown their own muscles? Used to, not anymore. They kind of faded with age. Uh, but yeah, episode twenty-three, pretty decent. Um, basically, just wrapping up the let's make a phone story arc. Uh, and twenty-four is kind of the lead into the what is going to be the war arc that's coming whenever the next season happens. Yeah. Well. <laughs> It's in the pipeline. Yeah, and we we finally we finally get 
a glimpse of what's been going on with uh, is it uh, Kaiju and Yuzuriha. Yuzuriha. Yeah, I was I was about to say her name. I'm like, okay, what is the order of the vowels that are going on in her name? Because there's a lot of vowels happening there. <laughs> yes, there are four syllables in her name. Yeah, uh, Yuzuriha uh, and Kaiju. Uh, I love that. Taiju just straight straight up like gives the game away. He's like, "Ha, Seku figured it out." And Yuzuriha's like, "No, you dumbass. People are probably people might be listening to us. We're still in enemy territory." Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, Seku was smart enough to tell only Yuzuriha the plan. Yeah. And like people were listening in, but at this point it's too late, so well, I think <laughs> Tsukasa would pretty much already know that. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, but still, like uh, it, it's like at this point, sort of the their use has already like neared its end. So even if they get found out, like they did their job pretty much. Um, but yeah, uh, episodes twenty three and twenty four were perfectly fine but mostly it just makes me think man i'm gonna have to wait for the second season to get to like the stuff i was waiting for well i thought i i i especially liked episode 24 when they uh when they uh when they unearthed the record because because i think what it what it kept what it gets across is oh yeah i forgot about the record i will say that record kind of retroactively justifies like the whole um story arc of the like other survivors um i i think is like a much better way of incorporating them into the story than like the episodes that focused on them were yeah but i think the point of all this is it's 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 the it's about the human element of science, you know, and it's about how you know how you know how technology how technology truly increases human happiness, and I I was moved. Yeah, like I a part of me wants to nitpick the fact that like it's very unlikely you could get that kind of audio fidelity by using a makeshift like gouging needle on some just random ass like glass to carve a uh to carve a cd but also that's kind of beside the point of this show um Uh, also also they they got the basics right so i'll you know i'll (laughs) yeah i'll I'll give it to them also they they would have had to they they also would have had to have skipped over the the bits where where okay where they try and figure out like what the proper what the proper speed of of uh rotation is supposed to be to actually play the record properly (laughs) yeah i mean how Um, many rpms is that rpms are we running this at But yeah, you can, uh, I I did, again, I I think this was a much better use of, like, the space station survivors, just because it's a more direct, it feels like a more direct way of, like, showing how the people of the past inspired the people of the present, 
it, by showing like, hey, here is the sort of like works that you can achieve. Um, here is like what you here is a glimpse of what you are working toward that I really don't think their initial episodes accomplished particularly well. And I think this was actually a good use of, you know, that sort of, like, communication between the past and the present. So, yeah, I, I, I will definitely give it that. I totally, totally forgot about that scene. Yeah, I, I think overall this show has just been, it's been a strong show. And I... Yeah, like... For all my nitpicks about its pacing and, like, sometimes focusing on stuff I don't care about, like, I still think it's good. I just don't think it's amazing. Uh, I would give uh, these episodes and the overall series a lowish five. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, fours for all three categories here. Fair enough. Uh, so, Yeah. Um, man, let's yeah, talk wait, about wait. Beastars. Yeah, before we start talking, I want to put in a couple yeah. of disclaimers here. One, right. these two episodes are not safe for work, not safe for viewing around small children. Oh, and definitely not, not. And not safe for sanity. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you a personal opinion and a score here, and then you guys can hash it out because I'm still recovering from what my mind is trying to comprehend its saw. I'm going to give all these, yes. these episodes a one, and the only reason they give a one is a panda with a crossbow shooting bamboo shoots. And outside of that, the rest of it was a total waste of my time. Yeah, so to get at what ticked Larry off, um, as well as me... Uh, Beastars episode 9 and 10 go into an arc which I have been told by one of my friends who has read, you know, basically all the manga that's currently out right now, uh, that we are in a particularly bad arc, and that it will get better eventually. Uh, but apparently the at, at this point in the manga, the story was still trying to figure out what it wanted to be. And currently what Beastars has decided it wants to be about is a very generic and, like, exploitive storyline. Exploitive in the... in, like, the film sense. Like, an exploitation film sort of feel. Uh, about Haru getting kidnapped by mobs... like, lion mobsters who proceed to sexually assault her and then like get ready to devour her uh and it's up to the big strong main character to save her to win her over after he figures out that she is his lunch and boy howdy there are so many things wrong about that premise <laughs> uh not the least of which is that it took Haru, who is a... I have some issues with how the show has been portraying Haru so far, but at the very least she's been like a fairly interesting and somewhat nuanced character so far, even though the show hasn't been particularly interested in exploring that nuance very much, uh, and has been much more focused on the two male leads. Um, this 
these episodes like sort of remove all that nuance and just cast her as the damsel in distress uh who's like who who again like who her entire appeal is based on her sexuality um and the literal <clears throat> consumption of her body uh and Again, like, instead of having an actual, like, heart-to-heart with Lugosi, where they explore their feelings for each other, and, like, actual difficult conversations are had, it just goes with the plot line of, oh, the, the, uh, I think it's, uh, Louis is, you know, more, too interested in his own political, like, advancements, and, uh, is no, cowardly and doesn't go to save her, whereas Lugosi, because he's he's who she's truly meant to be with, so he goes after her. Well, now the mayor kind of put it to Lugo, to uh, Louis. You know, if you yeah. inter- you interfere and, and mess with this, you know, you can kiss your uh, bodily functions goodbye. And like, look, there's. I'm not denying that within that overall premise there are interesting setups particularly with louis how like there is a history of like oppressed groups because of the power structure that is set up um they those oppressed uh groups feel like the only way they can get ahead and make a living for themselves is by like sort of a, a appeasing that same power structure and like going against what you would think would be their best interest because that's how they feel like they that's what they feel like they need to do to survive like that happens in real life uh and has happened and and will continue to happen to minorities until like racism goes away which good luck with that um my issue is that like it is framed as a moral failing of louis and a justification for why Lugosi is the man that Haru should be won by. And that framing freaking sucks. Because <laughs> again, it frames this love triangle not as a genuinely complicated relationship to be explored, and instead frames the triangle as a competition where one of them will win the prize, which is Haru. <clears throat> And again, to top it all off, it is like filled with a bunch of like sexually exploitive exploitative nonsense in like having scenes where Haru is forced to take her clothes off. And like there is like some narrative justification given for it, but it's like the kojima type of oh you she's naked because she has to breathe through her skin kind of thing where it's like oh she's getting naked because humiliation is what make what it's 
is what will make her meat taste better to the lion. It's like, come on. <clears throat> These episodes friggin' suck, is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. I... Yeah, well, okay. I didn't hate on them quite as much as you did. I thought they were okay, but a step down from the uh, previous episodes. Because, yeah, it was like... the stairs down. <laughs> no, I mean, okay. Yeah, because I thought, like... Yeah, because I thought that, you know, Haru getting kidnapped kind of derailed... Like, derailed the story from, like... Yeah, exploring the love triangle between, you know, Lugosi, Haru, and Louie. And, you know, and doing that and sort of, yeah, it's sort of, you know, it's so it, it kind of gets into this cliched thing where, yeah, Lugosi has to man up, except it's still, <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, it kind of, I think it missed an opportunity but what there was, I thought it was okay. Because I, I actually, because, like, okay, yeah, because the moment, yeah, the moment when, I, I appreciated the moment in episode 10 when Haru's like, oh, right, you get off on humiliating me? No, it, you know, you, you're not going to, it ain't going to work like that. He's well, like, I just wish that sort of, like, scene would have happened under like a better context where it didn't also feel like the show itself was deliberately exploiting the character as well for the entertainment of the viewer i didn't get i didn't get that impression because the one thing i will give episode 10 is that and the and the reason why i don't hate it quite as much as episode 9 uh, is that the panda friggin' rules. <laughs> yes, the panda. Just putting some bamboo and some crossbows and murdering some friggin' lions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, so keep in mind that, okay, yeah, the, the panda, okay, it may, like, you know, it may, like, technically be a herbivore, but it's still a friggin' bear. <laughs> Yeah, don't mess with bears. Just stay away. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's really all I have to say about V-Stars at this point. Like, I pray to God that the things I've been hearing, that it will get better, are true. Because I want to like this show, but it's making it so hard right now. I'm going to give these episodes threes. I'm going to give episode 9 a 1 and 10 a 2. Uh, again, entirely for the panda in episode 10, so that's something at least. Um, let's move on to High School Prodigies Have It Easy Even in Another World, episodes 11 through 12. Yeah, have it easy, especially when you use uh, thermal nuclear weapons. Excuse me? Yes, they actually... Okay, so here's what happens. So here's what happens. It turns out like that uh, that like uh, Duke that uh, like released the fire released the uh, the fire elemental the fire elemental weapon in uh, previous uh, in previous episodes. Yet, yeah, he ain't quite dead yet. 
Because uh, somebody in the Empire, like, did something to him that, like, turned him into a demon or whatever. Uh, sure. So he goes, uh, so he basically goes in, like, so, okay. So, actually, setting it, setting into context, the, uh, the Azure Brigade, who had, uh, who had allied themselves with the, you know, with our heroes. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, it turns out, like, elements of the Azure Brigade were actually basically going to sell out, we're going to try, we're going to sell out the heroes, sell out the heroes to the Empire. Well, that gets short-circuited mm. when, in the last episode, when, uh, the, uh, the Duke just, like, murders all those dudes, um, cause he's just, he's just like, he, you know, he's, he's like, turned into this, like, fire demon monster, and he's just, like, nuts. Completely um, lost control. Yeah, cause it turned out, like, the, uh, the Azure Brigade, uh, the Azure Brigade guys had broken up the, uh, broken up the golden statue of the Emperor, and the, uh, the Duke was, like, pissed that they actually... That they actually wrecked a representation of the emperor, so he just like murders those dead, murders those well, guys. He just like they did, not only did that, but they were melting it down and using it to fund their little whatevers with. And I yes. think that's the that's the thing that really torqued him out of shape. Yeah. But anyway, so okay, so he murders, so he uh, burns the Azure Brigade guys, and you know, and like okay, so like the ninja and the. Uh, and the, uh, the, the, uh, the ninja, who's from the, you know, the seven heroes, she, uh, you know, she's, uh, teamed up with, uh, she's teamed up with this, like, uh, actually, the one good member of the Azure Brigade who survived, uh, you know, who, who'd gotten some screen time in previous episodes and, you know, was like, uh, you know, a good girl and, you know, you know, basically a good friend to a good friend to our heroes. Right. So, right. So they basically, when you know, when the Duke uh, Gustav, when he like when he rampages like the ninja and the the ninja and this girl, they they run out, they run away, and they call the politician, and the politician goes to the goes to the uh, the inventor, you know, and basically just releases a nuclear friggin' weapon. Because it turned out that yes, he had. Okay. He had her working on a nuclear weapon. Yeah. Well, he knew that this if this guy was dead, he wasn't going to be easy to kill a second time, and even he even yeah. survived being nuked. And they can just do that because they're just super smart, I guess. Well, I mean. You know, if you've got all the formulas and you know how to build a delivery system, I mean, the nuke itself is not that hard to do. It's the delivery system. I mean, I'm system. mostly impressed that, like, uranium also happens to exist in the other world. Well, Maybe yeah. they just found a, found a suitable substitute. No, they... Okay, uranium is a... Uranium is a metal that can be mined. And the thing about that is that actually way back in... Uh, Way back in episode, way back in episode one, it was established that uh, on the plane they actually had, they actually had the makings they, for a nuclear had, power plant. Own, they brought their own uh, fission material with them. All she did was refine it to make it go boom. Well, now that that's out of the road, before we get too far, I would like to go into the <clears throat> the dear doctor. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, this was in episode eleven. The, the dear physician, uh, she um, she gets a hold of the leader of the uh, mage, the uh, imperial mage, and uh, he's all anti this, anti that, and she performs corrective brain surgery on him and turns him into a very nice behaved little boy. Yeah, yeah, there there was that. <laughs> there was that. I thought that one was actually kind of badass. And uh, yeah, I well, and you know the thing is, is this was the last episode of this core, but I, they left it to where, yeah, gee, you know, they 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 they, they left it very open ended. I mean, you could go, you know, unlike Carol and Tuesday said, you know, imagine in your mind. Well, no, they, they this was like, well, you know, we're gonna start to oh, it's time. Sorry, we'll tell you guys later, maybe. Well, uh, yeah, the, pr the problem with this is that, uh, yeah, High School Prodigies is uh, yet another example of uh, a, an adaptation of an ongoing light novel series. And so what they did was the they, finished off, they finished off the season at the end of a volume. Yep, so the book's and, not done yet. Well, well, yeah, so what they did was they, they like, I guess they, like, adapted... I guess they adapted like three volumes from the uh, from the light novel, but there's still a whole bunch more volumes of it that they well, haven't like that they haven't adapted, and it could theoretically be uh, could theoretically form the basis of further seasons. However, it's probably unlikely that they'll actually get there. Well, you never know because uh, I'll tell you that lately the uh, quality of uh, what's been uh, shown uh, death. I mean, on a scale of one to ten, it's not all that bad. Yeah, we, we have watched worse. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. So this show is actually uh, a pretty decent example of an isekai story. It's not the best, and it's not the worst. It's actually. I mean, it, it's. I mean, it's Arslan you know, 4.5, because, I mean, you know, they're they're out to change the world, too, but, you know, uh, they, it looks like they're having a lot better luck than Arslan was having. Well, yeah. Well, For instance. Well, the thing about this is that they're setting the, there's, like, the, the nature of the story is it's basically about, you know, science versus magic, where our heroes don't really have magical powers. They just have well, they have science. super skills and they have super science. Yeah, well, he mostly he mostly uses them. He mostly uses them for trickery. And just to let you know, Benjamin is a answering a Aaron interjection that nobody else has said anything about. Yes, <laughs> yes. Aaron pointed out that uh, one of the characters actually has magical powers. Yeah. A uh, sawed-off magician that they turned into a god, right? Which, which is okay. I mean, um, I mean, they left it at an interesting point. I mean, they're getting ready to discuss their next moves. Where you could like, well, now what are they going to do next? I don't know. What do you think they ought to do next? Yeah. So yeah, at the at the at the, at the end of the series, at the end of the season, what they what they ended up with was that. Uh, our heroes are going to establish in the Repu a republic in the areas that they, in the areas that they have taken over, and they're going to break away from the empire. So, 
In subsequent seasons, if they ever, if they ever make them, they will be fighting the forces of the Empire, which could be good. Wrong Empire. <laughs> Sorry. And I think I, I, I'm trying to liven my own mood over here. Yeah, I think the series is. I'm, I'm going to give the episodes fours and the series as a whole a four because that was a thoughtful use of a tactical nuclear weapon. It was well targeted and did limited amount of making a big hole in the ground. Thoughtful, huh? <laughs> well, hey, I mean, I'm sorry, you know, th this is coming from the only country on the planet that has been subjected to a thermal nuclear blast. So I, yeah. I, can, I, I can see, you know, yeah, basically the only thing that got nuked. There had to, this... there probably had to be a bunch of tiptoeing done with that scene. Yeah, yeah, it was there. So what got nuked was basically just this one castle that had already been depopulated because the the duke uh, the duke went berserk and murdered everybody already. Yeah, so, all they, so they had to. So you're saying they had to nuke the duke? Yeah, yes, they, they did. They nuked the duke and they did some urban renewal and you know it's like uh, okay, like I said. It, there had to be some tiptoeing just due to the nature of what they were doing. Of course, then again, this wasn't, this was another planet, so... Yeah. So, I'm going to give... Actually, I'm going to give these episodes, these particular episodes, I'm going to give them fours. The series as a whole, I would give a high three. Well, okay. All right, so uh, next up is My Hero Academy, episodes uh, 8 through 9 of season 4, which I really enjoyed these episodes. There yeah, we some... got to see somebody else fight. Yeah, there was some character development. Uh, we got to see, what's his name, with the weird, like, uh, animal powers. Yeah, that's uh, Amajiki. Amajiki, yeah. Uh he got a really cool episode where we saw his um, relationship with Mirio. I think I got that name right. Yes, got you did. So. Nice. Um, and that was pretty neat. Though my favorite one was uh, seeing um, the hard skin guy, red hair. Kirishima. Kirishima. I really liked his backstory a lot. Like the the more they focus on Kirishima, the more I I like him. And I always and I already thought he was a pretty fun side character. Yeah. Um. What I actually like what I actually liked about it was it also explored his relationship with Ashido. Cause it yeah, that it, was neat too. Because it turned out that Kirishima and Ashido went to the same middle middle school. <sighs> yeah, and also that Ashido was like. Um, like super brave <laughs> as well, just e even early on. Yeah. Um, and that like Kirish Kirishima kind of looked up to her. So yeah, like the the stuff they did with expanding their relationship was pretty cute too. And then, then there was the battle, which isn't over. Oh, oh yeah, all, all the battles so far have been like really good i particularly i particularly like the cool twist of uh oh god i can't remember the the guy's name who he has like fat those fat gum. absorbs like kinetic energy yeah fat gum fat gum right and how like the the twist there is that like 
when he absorbs that when he absorbs that energy he actually stores it and if he stores up enough he can burn his fat to power up like a just really basically his own version of Detroit Smash <laughs> yeah <laughs> which could and it's real good which completely wrecks the barrier dude yeah i i love that that was that was really good <laughs> Yeah, for um, a minute he looked like a thing, Grand Torino. Yeah, he does. Like when uh, you know when he burns up his energy, he does kind of look a bit like Grand Torino. And not saying anything bad about Grand Torino, just an observation. Um, I am kind of waiting for the next episode because it should be uh, the uh, other heroes' turns. Uh, because yeah. everybody, yeah. somebody's going to, I, I got a feeling somebody's going to sneak out of the basement and run into a frog and a lady with gravity control issues I, yeah also I they, still have, the also the they still have to deal with the guy who can basically when he's getting like super hard yeah. uh, in that like they're not afraid to make him look kind of fucked up yeah they, they, they definitely mess with the boy but then again he's messing with himself yeah. Like, he looks a bit like a horror show when he trans transforms. But like, I I enjoy that. Like, not all the heroes like necessarily look heroic when they're using their quirks. Actually, he very much resembles an Earth elementalist out of a certain game that I like to play. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, my Hero Academy turns out still pretty good. Who oh, knew? Yeah, yeah, but well, let's see. They've got solid source material, and you know, and and they got bones in top form. What's not to like? They do have bones. Yes. yes. Well, and got they, some, it, it, got some real sturdy bones. Well, and they've got some exceptionally talented people doing voice work in it too. Yeah, because if it had bad voice work, you know, this this is all this is all well-rounded package. Yeah, like uh, let's see, the guy, uh, as I recall, yeah, the guy playing, uh, the guy playing uh, Sir Night Eye. Yeah, he was nudist beach in Kill a Kill. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, uh, with all that said. Um, these episodes get fives. Oh yeah, absolutely. Fives. I really enjoyed them. I mean, there's, you know, stop right there. Anybody wants to give it a lower score, you know. I, I will say, like, one thing I do want to get a tiny bit more in depth on, because I feel bad shooting past the show so quickly. Um, I did really like the scene where Kirishima was uh, watching, I think it was like, Crimson Riots? Yes. Uh, interview? And they ask him, like, hey, Crimson, like, you're, you're well known for, like, dashing into danger. Like, is there anything that scares you? And he's like, are you kidding me? I'm scared all the time when I rush into danger. Anyone, anyone who wouldn't be scared of, like, going into possibly certain death is, a, is an idiot. Uh, and how he goes on to say, like, the, you know, what's more scary, though, than going in to fight a villain is, like, seeing the look on someone's face who's going to die because you didn't step in. Like, that was a really good, uh, 
Yeah. It sounds corny as hell, but it really works in the moment. I agree. So yeah, I uh, I really like that moment. I, I like how, again, like I feel like My Hero Academy understands the appeal behind Superman way better than like DC themselves do at the moment. You know. Well, and you know, if we're talking <laughs> about stranger than fictional things, that guy that's. Uh, crawling through the wall that's making everything kind of wander around to his will. Oh, that guy sucks. Screw that guy. Well, <laughs> I don't like hey, him. Hey, hey, look. You know, sorry. He's, he's a, you know, he, he, he's an extra, but, you know, he's uh, he's doing his bit. Oh, yeah, no. He's he's a really good character. I just hate, I just hate him. Yeah, well. I hate what he does. <laughs> well, you know. He the, is, he is very the, effectively creepy. Well, the, the three guys that, you know, got got wiped out you know said well you know we were all trash and garbage but the master took us in oh okay that is also one thing that i like about the show is that um like one of the reasons why some of the villains are so powerful is that they do have ideals they believe in beyond just like ah i want to be rich or being evil is cool or like i want to kill the world like they have they have actual like political <laughs> ideals that they truly believe in and yeah. other people like follow them because they believe in those ideals too yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're past smash kill hate well yeah, a couple like of them a couple i think of that's them, really couple... important <laughs> I think a couple of them could still fall into the smash kill hate turn, but yeah, <clears throat> I get like I said it's yeah I, I give the episode I give them fives I, I I thoroughly enjoyed them and I have to admit that they got watched uh, after Beastars, so that made it even more enjoyable. At least, never mind. Moving right along, you guys, yeah, you, you so guys need finally. Yeah, I, I you guys. I don't know if Ben gave out a score or not. I gave them fives. Okay. Ah, okay. All right. So finally, we have Chihayafuru episode seasons three episodes ten through eleven. Oh boy. I love how much Chihayafuru loves uh, Professor Harada. Yep. <laughs> uh, and Chihaya, she, she she calls up Arata just to just to tell him how much Harada is going to kick his butt. And that's the best. You know, I'm still debating in my mind. I know that Chihaya loves cards. That, that anybody who hasn't picked that up by this season needs to go back and start watching. Yeah. I mean, her name is in the title. So. Well, right. Um, <laughs> But I'm still debating on where the rest of her feelings lie. Because first thing is, she did the teacher bit. But then, you know, after her mom dragged her cousin over and that we had that whole set to with him going, uh, wait a minute, uh, what happened here? Why well, wasn't looking? Uh, she I was like, but mom, being a teacher wasn't the first thing I wanted to do. <coughs> 
you know so it's like okay she wants to play cards and then the other thing is what else does she want uh does she want artura does she want tai chi or does she want none of the above well uh this was actually this was actually answered which is that uh back in season two uh it was actually stated that, yeah, that she has the hots for Arata. <laughs> but, but yeah. you know, somebody you like, you don't call on the phone and and uh, <clears throat> belittle them like that. Oh, she wasn't doing it, like, out of meanness, though. <laughs> mm, I don't know. It, 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 Okay, I'm, maybe I'm looking at it in a different direction here, but it's like, eh, you know, if somebody called me and started it on me like that for openers, A, I'd hang up the phone. And... Yeah, no, that was just like friendly competitive spirit just because she she's rooting for her, for her sensei. And I don't think Arata would take it badly either. He was just mostly puzzled. <laughs> like, yeah, like, what are you doing? But I... I... <sighs> Well, what I, I the one thing I will say about um, Chihaya is like I think there's a lot about her future that's up in the air and that could go go either way. I do think she will end up becoming a teacher, though. That that is my that is my guess. That's yeah. my com- fairly confident guess. Yeah, and somebody wants her to be a PE instructor. Uh, yeah, I can see that. No. <laughs> Well, well, that's the thing is, actually, I could see that, because, you know, because she actually has, she actually has a very, a a, a very athletic physique, so, she's like, if she wasn't obsessed with karate, she'd be really good at sports. Yeah, and also, like, I think it would, I think her not making Karta the number one thing in her life and like being a teacher or, or, or at least being involved in like education in some way, I think would be a good, I think would be good to see in a show like this, especially because I think they are leading up to it with, um, I keep forgetting the, the one mother that's in the show. Uh, what? Oh, uh, the new one that's got, that was, Feeding kids yeah. Haruka. Uh, Say that again. Har- ben? Haruka Inakuma. She's the one who's. Uh, she's the. Uh, she's like the mom. She's the mom with the. She's the mom with the infant son who she breastfeeds in the, between matches. Uh, she was a uh, yeah. She was in episode eleven doing her thing. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think it's deliberate that she is that she has shown up so much. And my theory is she is sort of meant to be like a example of what Karata could be for um, Chihaya in the future, where it is something that she is really good at, that she stays good at, and she continues playing for the rest of her life, but does not dominate her life, does not begin, does not become the sole thing that defines who she is. Because, like, with Haruka, her whole thing is, like, can I can I play Karata and also be a good mother? And the answer 
you know, that, that like, that is definitive, that's definitively answered in this episode with the sort of both literal and symbolic gesture of the kimono, like, giving way so she can breastfeed and it being sort of designed to accommodate that easily. Um, is that, yes, absolutely, you can do both. Um, like, you, you, you don't have to make one or the other the primary focus of your existence. And I think that is deliberately there as a way to, sh- to like, um, sort of foreshadow where Chihaya is going and what Chihaya, and what she's going to decide on that like yeah I'm going to get a quote unquote normal career but that doesn't mean I have to give up Karta I can still be a Karta player for as long as I want to be that's my prediction okay we'll see we'll, we'll see how that works out um but- I think the standout, the standout in these episodes was definitely Harada Sensei, because, because like, you know, in his behavior, he comes off as kind of a douche, but in a particularly lovable way. Harada is so good. Yeah, especially when he says, "You know, uh, I want to thank you for throwing that one match because my knees don't hurt as much as they would have." <laughs> Like, you know, um, the training routine, okay. It's, again, though, it might seem excessive, but maybe it's not. I, I Since I don't play the game, I'm not sure how all the rules work. But after watching it, it's like, you know, this is not sitting at a table with four or five people and a stack of cards, like doing bridge or something like this. This is a little more uh, intense. Yeah, intense. I like that word. Yeah. Also, yeah, cute cameo from uh, from Kana's mom as the one yeah. who explained that explains that the kimono actually has an opening for so that she can. Yes. Yeah, and, and then <laughs> gets her saleswoman on. Of course, on. she hands her. A, oh, by the way, if you need kimonos, you know, here's some advertisements. There, you know, a nice lady who will help you with. Yeah, <laughs> always the entrepreneur she is. Yeah, that that whole bit was delightful. Yeah, it was yep. real good. Well, like I said, I gave him fives, or if I didn't, I gave him fives. Yeah, I'm and, giving uh, these episodes fives. I had a great time with them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we get this goes on for oh. twenty four, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, yeah, they'll yeah, be my hero oh, academy. All right. My hero academy is twenty five. Um, I guess and this it is just decided so. to disconnect on me. Yeah. Cool. Some inter- <laughs> there's there's some time for interesting things. To <laughs> you happen couldn't have waited to the very end of the podcast, huh? To see Chihara Fuck you. Square off against Shinobu. <laughs> that ought to be one devil of a match. I like how it waits till like basically the very end of the podcast to disconnect. Hi, I'm back. My Wi-Fi is working now. Oh, that's all right. Did you say anything? Did you say anything really important? Because you can say no. I just I just said ditto basically. Okay. Uh, Actually, you've been a little raspy, but I wasn't going to say anything and jinx it any further than it already was. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But anyway. Um, so yeah, these episodes, very good. Um, 
I give them both fives. And that will actually do it for this episode of BakaCast, because while I did put out a tweet, I did not get any questions uh, for this episode. Uh, um, uh, let's see. It's fine, honestly. Also, I wanna, well, okay, I'm tired and I want to go see Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, new season is coming up, so actually our... Actually, by the... Oh, right, I forgot about the season preview. God damn it. <sighs> yeah, because There's more uh, anime. Why is there always more anime? Uh, yes, because when uh, thing. on our next when we next record, uh, the new season will have started. Ben, I need you to take me the present of anime so I can destroy them. <laughs> uh, all right. So anyway, what do we got here for the upcoming season? What is at all interesting here? Um, well, I think they're, they're well, my uh, thoughts. Yeah, anyway, well, so Aaron, uh, Aaron, who's, uh, with us in spirit, uh, <laughs> As has been floating through the room. Yeah, uh, he's been pushing, uh, he's been pushing the, sh- he's been pushing Plunderer, which I kind of agree with, because I've read, I've, I've actually read some of the manga, and the parts that I read were really interesting, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this show. Ah, also, they're making Shaft is making an adaptation of the uh, Madoka mobile game, which is very strange to me. Uh, well, it's basically gonna play out like a uh, sort of. Well, actually, it's sort of. It's actually, I think, tangentially related to because uh, it, it says uh, it says in the synopsis that. Uh, you know that yeah, Monica is looking for Homura, so I guess it follows on from uh, um, the rebellion, rebellion movie. I don't know. I, honestly, I have not played the mobile game yet. It's which it's basically on... reset. Like, oh my god, really? Which kind of change up the timeline in a way? So I'm curious okay. as to where that's going to go. Uh. Yeah, another thing I'm familiar with uh, from the manga is uh, Darwin's Game. Okay, alright, I'm back again. As I was saying Jeez. about uh, Madoka Magica, I haven't played the mobile game yet. It's on my list of things to... It's on our pull list for gotcha journalism, but we haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'm going to watch this first episode just so I can see what the hell is going on with it. Uh, I heard you mention Darwin's Game as I came in. Yes. Yeah, that's a manga that I've read a bit of and uh, liked quite a bit. It's 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 one of those... Okay, it's basically... It's like a death game series. So it's basically about these people that are, like, you know, trapped in this... Tra- like, they okay, they download this cursed, this cursed ah, cell yeah. phone game. Thus the title. <laughs> yes, they download this cursed cell phone game. They're basically caught in a, like, fight for their lives. And, yeah, the main characters are actually, you know... You know, in each each player in the game sort of gets like gets different gets uh, different sets of powers, and they do stuff. Anyway, this it's it's a solid series. Um, so looking forward to that one. Okay, what? Okay, I and they're making a remake of Orphan. Yep. 
And it's called Sorceress Stabber Orphan. Okay, I do like that title at least. That's very funny to me. <laughs> That's a very funny title. Aaron is feels like he wants to say something back there, uh, but I don't know. I, know I, I feel like there's a disturbance in the force. Okay, are you recording now, Aaron? Okay, we'll clap you in. So, uh, we'll... It's fine. I'll just clap. Aaron, sync up with me. Three, two, one. All right. All right. Yeah. So they're doing a, a remake for Sorcerer Stabber Orphan, which is which is the original title. That's amazing. It's just always shortened to Orphan because it's funny. <laughs> yes. Come on, light novel titles. You gotta love them. Yeah, it's an <sighs> old white novel. Old, old, old white novel that's already gotten an anime, and I have no idea why they're uh, they're remaking it. Yeah, it seems like a really random pull. Like I, in most cases, it can make sense because like I see people talking about it. But did Orphan have any staying power whatsoever? <laughs> like, Not... did anyone talk about it like in the past decade? There was a new <laughs> manga for it like a few years back i think but not really <laughs> yeah like it's so not it doesn't even make sense franchise. as like a marketing attempt for the manga then right yeah i i just i don't know i have no uh, idea just just huh. interjection here do you did see the list i posted in the chat uh yes i did yeah okay. i see you mentioned koisuru asteroid which seems like a like uh five girl girls doing cute things and then the cute thing this time is exploring asteroids sure well, it's a all right Look, it's... I, need, I need something i need something. we're really running out of original things to do apparently yeah it's yeah cute girls doing astronomy mm-hmm. yep uh also i guess jc staff is making more railgun yes third season of railgun because whenever you need some money Go back to the certain yep, the index scientific, the a certain blah 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 series. Yeah, because yeah, like not last season, but the season before last was uh, Accelerator got a, a season. Yeah, so I actually liked Accelerator. That was fun. Oh, one thing. This is the thing I'm most excited for this season. Doro Hedoro. Yep. Yeah, there is that. Which I have uh, read some of the manga of that and really enjoyed it, so I am very much looking forward to the anime adaptation of it. Yep, it's well, bound to be very gross. It's well, I, yeah, it's I, being I, done I, by Mappa, and their 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 adaptation game is pretty solid, pretty pretty strong. Well, I'm 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 looking forward to the last two on my list. And uh, uh, Heya Camp is that a sequel to Yuru Camp? Uh huh. And, uh, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, the the quartet because it looks like they capture some more uh, characters. The the class. Oh right, the class, Isekai quartet. Yeah, the uh, the classroom is going to get much bigger. It it seems. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that because uh, I had a blast with the first season of Isekai quartet. Mm-hmm. Ditto. Yeah, for new stuff we have. Um... Uh, Ishizuko reviewers, which is basically people going around in an alternate world reviewing uh, Monster Girl brothels. Uh, 
Yeah, not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> it's described as a comedy etchy, so I have a feeling it's not gonna be. Per- hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I'll give it a try because. <laughs> Well, you guys, yeah. are, you guys are seeing what's on my list, and if you come up yep. with something better, I might add to it. But right now, that's after going through reading, looking at a lot of previews, it was like, yeah, okay. And I have to admit, I concocted this list after I watched Beastars, so it might be a little skewed. Yeah, Cute Dragons. Uh, I've read the manga for that. That's pretty, that should be pretty good. Yeah, um, in the. Uh... In another in another installment of Will Brainsbase make anything I care about ever again, we have in slash Spectre, which yes, which is actually I really like the manga. The manga is oh really, I, I do okay. really enjoy it. I don't think it's going to translate very well to an anime simply because it's very dense on words. Okay, and I and judging by the art, they're ad- adapting the first arc, which is very long and could easily last the entire season. okay then i guess we'll see how that goes and just because i'm into cute girls playing music uh there will be a third season of bang dream just because i I gave up after this uh, i gave up after like watching like one episode of the second season first season was okay yeah well it's i kind of look at this way I, i i usually downloaded find the musical parts watch those and then the rest of it okay uh, for an anime that I will have to watch just to satiate my curiosity, we have Studio Piro's next offer, which is Oda Cinnamon Nobunaga, a show where what if it was warring states, but they're all dogs now, and not like dog people, but just dogs. straight up dogs. Yeah, I want to see the reincarnate into, into modern day dogs. I have to know. Oh, the, the pug yeah, and corgi attack should be interesting. I have to know. Let's see. I'm looking, I'm looking ben at already the... mentioned Plunderer. I don't think uh, Plunderer is that great, but it does have a good twist that I'm interested in Dustin's opinion on, but it might happen too late for him to be interested in. Well, this oh, is boy. interesting because uh, looking at the character list, Maya Sakamoto is voicing a dog. Sure. Look, you take your jobs where you can get them. I know. But uh, I'm, 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 let's see. It looks like there's uh, one, two, three. Four, see more haiku, which I know some of my Twitter friends will be very excited about. I'm pumped there's for that. A, there's nine dogs, three humans, and a squirrel. Nice. Uh, just, God, just what saying. else is here? Some idle anime that I don't care about. Yeah. Uh, what's what's this Somali and the Forest Spirit from Satellite? That one's I've read the manga for that. That one's actually pretty good too. That might be interesting. Neat, because I like the aesthetic from what I'm seeing. Also, it has Slice of Life, which typically we've had we've had fairly good we've had a fairly good track record with fantasy Slice of Life. Mm. So, hoping that works out. Uh. <clears throat> Let's see what else. Um, Here, Dustin, read the description for uh, Xenozard, the animation. Oh, okay, yeah, I was looking at that. All right, <laughs> hold on, let me. 
See which if is apparently a, a way to open this up to view, read this. Okay, the year twenty XX. Ah, going Mega Man on us here. Uh, humans called. Humans called open carrot con codes close carrot and ultra high performance AI called open carrot code man close carrot team up as buddies to (laughs) really buddies yeah to compete in the card battle game Xenozard people are going wild with excitement at the world championships the Xenon one day, Soda Azuma, an average high school student, aren't they all, is challenged to a battle by a mysterious woman, Elietta Lash. She reveals that she's a code man and that her intent is to team up with Soda and participate in the Xenon. Sota reluctantly agrees. Sota and Elietta's first opponent turns out to be the super famous player Shinon Sionji. Who attends Sota's school and her buddy Ash Cloud? That's an interesting way to spell. spell hey, guess what the source is on that, Dawson? Uh, is it a is it a video game? Yes, it is. Wow, look at that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably going to be garbage. I I, I, I want to see that sit down at Lenny's where they're all talking over coffee. Uh, I'm. So I'm trying to figure out what this id invaded thing is. It's an original thing made by a studio called NAZ. Not sure if you're meant to pronounce that as NAS or just read it out. Studio NAS. But they haven't done a whole lot, but they have done Hajimete no Gal, which is... Well, let's say uh, (laughs) Luke and I did not review that one particularly well. Uh, yeah, I, I, when I saw the synopsis for that, and, uh, when I saw, like, the reviews for that, I was like, nope, I'm staying way away from that one. Yeah, and uh, they've done... I watched the, uh, uh, my, the, uh, wait a minute, my sister, my God, sister, my uh, writer. I, I do recognize Hamatora the animation. Yes, I saw that. It was, I think, uh, the But I the ending, cannot the, remember it. Uh, I think you gave up on it quite a way, uh, like, midway through. Oh, wait, now I do kind of remember this, and yeah, I did just get very bored of it. Yeah, um, it was about, I, I like, watched... detectives with superpowers, uh, but, and I think the, uh, it was, uh, the ending was kind of underwhelming. Yeah, so, like, I am interested in the premise of Id Invaded. Let me just read the synopsis on Anachart. The virtual world of Id Invaded is full of tumbling, floating houses, colliding masses of lands, and disappearing structures. Sakaido, a detective, finds himself in this world and is quickly tasked with unraveling the murder of Keiru, a young girl who is fatally stabbed. Soon it becomes apparent that the unconventional physical rules of the new world aren't limited to buildings or roads, since Sakaido's, since Sakaido's body also present, prevent, presents various states of disconnection. Which gives me a very, like, lane vibe. <laughs> um, and I do like the promo art. I haven't... I'm gonna play this uh, PV on mute while I'm talking, but, like... That's kind of a neat-sounding premise, but also they haven't really done anything 
particularly interesting well, there's yet. Well, the one next to it that they're doing, too. Um, oh, is, uh, what's that? Infinite, uh, Den... Infinite... Oh, yeah, that one looked way more generic. It's like a, it's about an MMO. Yeah, sci-fi, action, fantasy, yeah. oops. Yeah, well, that's the thing about that Infinite Dendogram. It's a very, it's Thank based on a very popular, very popular light novel series. Ah. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious about Id Invaded. Um, so I'm going to give that a shot. Uh, watch some of these, because some of these don't, aren't going to come on for, I mean, Invaded is uh, two weeks from now. Uh, a, a lot of these are well into January on their premiere dates. Yeah. Because we got the end of this season, and we got Golden Week, and, you know, so uh, by the time we get the around to making our... Hmm? Golden Week is like in April. I thought it was in January. Right after New Year's. No, that's not the same thing. I don't pretend to know. Uh, and Golden Week is... Uh, I am ignorant. Do not listen to April me. Or early May. Anyway, uh, uh, I'm looking... Oh, also, I guess Fate Grand Order is continuing on to, into next season. So if you want some more well-drawn action scenes and also well-drawn butts, you, that's got you covered. Uh, I've basically given up on Fate Grand Order. Because yeah. it's not for... It's just... I am not the audience for that show. Yeah. I mean, there's... Not a whole lot of people are. As someone who mostly likes the Fate franchise, not it's not for a very many it's not for very many people i mean you know i like the fate franchise just fine it's just i don't play the game so i'm just like not getting anything out of the show other than it's for the best <laughs> like babylon is really weird because they they animated especially for fans of the games and then they screwed up the animation or they screwed up the the adaption of it so i don't know what they're doing with it yeah i don't know uh, they're they're not being um, uh, authentic with it, which is and they're cutting a lot of stuff out. So. Yeah, which is weird considering like it was made due to a fan poll. Yeah, for people yeah, who it, played it's specifically the game. Like, for it's, people. That like, there is the no game. other reason for its existence other than they just want to do fan service for the people who give them millions upon millions of dollars for their exploitative gotcha game. Yeah, it. it I don't. I, I don't get it. Uh. Yeah, it's weird. It's we I don't I don't understand anything about what fate is doing. Um, I anyway, that's kind of all the shows I care about, I guess. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot next season. Yeah, I'm gonna give most of these shows a try, uh, except for you know, like except for the stuff that is clearly garbage. Yes. Yeah, like that uh, Xenon thing. What the hell was that? It's like no. It's just it's another card game. It thing. looks pretty though. So, I didn't bother watching the PV, so I don't know. Anyway, and, uh, so we're looking for two weeks from now, which would be the yes. third. Correct. Okay. Well, we're we're not going to have a whole lot to review in two weeks because, like, I'm looking at these start dates, and most of them are 15, 18, 20 days or more away. So. 
Yeah, which means we can do some awards, I guess. Yes. Awards and yeah, we can actually think. We can actually. It's not. Yeah, because we we don't just cover the best of the year. We can also cover the best of the decade. Yep. It's yep. true. Good luck narrowing down your list for that. Uh, yeah, I kind of mentioned it earlier. It is literally all Baka cast. Uh, yeah. Oh God, I hate. I hate that you're right about that. So remember every show that we ever went through on this podcast, and then pick your favorite. <laughs> I, I expect everyone to number to one high school of the dead <laughs> entirely for that one scene where the sniper rifle shoots the bullet <laughs> past the lady's flapping breasts oh. anime peaked at that scene I'm sorry. we should have all just stopped making anime at that See, I, I'm kind of on the uh, girls and Panzer sound and foe, and the third one is a toss-up. Space Bros was last decade, so that doesn't work. But no, I guess wait. wait. No, it isn't. No, it wasn't. We was reviewed 90. that. I thought it was '99. Never. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Good Lord, no worries. Hey, like I said, it's been a long week, and I'm still, I'm still traumatized. I am still. Oh gosh, I will never look yeah. at little white rabbits the same way again. Anyway, yeah, that'll be it for this episode yeah. of BakaCast. Thank God, we're done. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at StiltsTheGM. You can follow me on Twitter at DeathSlinky. Uh, don't oh. follow me too close unless your insurance is paid up. Also, check out my other podcast, Gotcha, gotcha Journalism. It, it's fun. We talk, we talk about bad games. Well, some of them are good, but not many. Uh, <laughs> uh, have you checked out Last Period yet? Not yet. We're we're currently uh, doing uh, the Valkyrie profile game. Um, I can't remember the the full title. It's like oh, Valkyrie Anatomia: The Origin. Never heard of For it. For people who still remember Valkyrie Profile. Never heard of it. <laughs> uh, at least it's not Valkyrie Mermaid. Oh, that was never mind. Oh no. Valkyrie Drive. Oh oh, yeah. oh god. Oh no. <laughs> Valkyrie Drive was brilliant. I'm, I'm shutting this down <laughs> before I'm forced to remember more about Valkyrie Drive. <laughs> uh, why don't you guys count down from three? Ben? <laughs> Dustin? Three, two, one. Kittabosh. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. Uh, hope you don't get a whole lot of snow. And bye. <laughs>